Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World. I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors. With me to my left, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, Brian Martin. And across from me, Brad Dana. We also have... Dr. PG-13, Brian Leslie with us today. <laughs> so we want to make sure that we... G. G. <laughs> Do they still have G movies? G. Mr. G. We call him Mr. G. But you know what? I, I, have, I have... You know what? I've enjoyed our podcast. I listen to him again. We get a lot of great feedback, which, by the way... You know, uh, subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and do that for us. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many other locations. And if you feel so inclined, leave us an honest rating and review, which will help others find this podcast. We've had great reviews on the podcast. I get them all the time. People love it. They love Brian Martin's sense of humor, and they love that Brad Dana provokes that sense of humor. And, um, and I just want everybody to know that's listening that you do get a portion of it. But Mr. G over here, Brian Leslie, <laughs> he, he's, always writing, he's always writing down oh. the exact time because he's got to get some of it out. And so I want you to know that we will be selling the uncut versions by Brian Martin and Brad Dana. Uh, no, I'm teasing. We won't be. But anyway, hey, today we're going to talk about uh, what are we doing now? We're getting a lot of questions. What are we doing now? Um, and uh, what are we doing now? We are doing a lot of things right now. July, we actually start ramping up our, our hunting season, and we really go into overdrive for a couple reasons. One, we have our shooting schools. June and July are big with our shooting schools, which get us prepped, and uh, we're ready to go. And we've had some, some of the greatest groups in, uh, some of the best shooters we've ever seen. Well, and that would be an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple that have been pretty good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if I was on a blind date, I wouldn't be back. But not because they're great the, <laughs> <laughs> <hey> guys. Wow. <laughs> hey, all of you that are listening to this all the time that just uh, you know came out to the shooting school. I just that, well, he wasn't out. talking uh, about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Brian Martin. No. You know what I love about Brian? Totally can't can't embellish. Can't embellish to make somebody feel good. No, you suck. You're you're not a very good shooter, but we'll work with you. No, no problem. No. So anyway, hey, in, in all sincerity, I, I, I'm looking it's at your good attitude though, which is important. Yes, good, good. shooting. Mm, <laughs> mm, okay, um, definitely not fast paced. <laughs> definitely not good on follow ups. <laughs> definitely not good at locating the target, but not bad at. Not bad. Squeeze not bad. Not bad at being at the course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, there Not you bad go. Not bad because we had improvement. 
Well, it, it, well, uh, it, it, it is interesting. When you start at 2.5 and add on a 5, that's better than <laughs> starting at a 0 and adding on a 2. It's always interesting when somebody says, I just, uh, you know, I'm going on a, I'm going on a doll sheep hunt. And they come out to shooting school, which is exactly why they should be here to learn how. And you say, okay, it's the biggest white spot 600 yards away in the spotting scope. And you put them on it. And then they get in their scope and it takes 20 minutes for them to find it. Yeah. Um, we need more time behind the scope, <sighs> behind the trigger. So. I, was so, I, I laughed, need, I laughed so hard basic. this weekend. Brian's like, okay, he's got the rock. And Brian, Brian and I shoot so much and and we're pretty good at okay you see that juniper bush okay if you go over it's at three o'clock from that juniper bush maybe a hundred yards or whatever so brian's got the rock picked out and i put so i put it in my scope okay perfect rock that's gonna be a good rock that rock deserves a bullet right and then and then the guys start talking about the the mule deer that are bedded down i was like oh crap I'm definitely not on the right rock. There's no mule deer anyway. And so they keep talking. Everybody's talking about these mule deer. And, well, I'm, like, then, crap. Well, yeah, and I'm looking all over the mountain. I'm like, crap, I don't see you there? any mule deer. Did you hear them? They're like, dude, right next to all the mule deer. And I was like, so pretty soon I was like, oh, crap. I better go look at Brian's scope. I'm the dummy here and he that gets, doesn't know what he so, so Brad comes walking over to my spotting scope kind of with a perplexed look to me. He looks at me and he looks at And I go, no. Brian just shakes his hand and he goes, no. no. And I go. Oh, okay. We didn't, we didn't even have to have. We didn't even need to have a conversation. There was like no. they're just rocks. There was rocks. They're, by they're making imaginary deer out of their binoculars. But anyway, <laughs> so here, here's here's the reality. There was no deer there, which is not that big a deal. Pe- people don't always see it. Stone sheep. It, I would say, I would say seriously, what we're doing right now is we're spending a lot of time behind the spotting scope. We did see some yep. nice bucks out there. Uh, we're, we're we're spending a lot of time behind the the, the triggers right now. I mean, Brian Martin's. <laughs> He's at the range as often as he can. You know, it's always funny because people say, well, boy, you guys are quick to find things. You're quick to shoot. You're quick to acquire. You can get that done fast. Well, the reality is we got a lot of reps. There's a lot of muscle memory, and there's a lot of uh, approach that we uh, are working on all the time. But, it, you know, I just think we should share with people what we're doing, and these shooting schools are, are using a lot of those applications yeah. right now. Yeah, we're as fast on a gun as a lot of these Instagirls that are finding their Instagram account and posting a selfie. Yeah, it, it's interesting. So the, the things that, that personally that, that I've done right now. So right now my sleeping bags are all hanging up. Um, and uh, do, got, you, do you not hang your sleeping bags all year long? Um, I put them in the nets. Oh, you just put them in the big the bags. The net bags. Yeah, the yeah. net bags. But right now, because, um, because the Black Widow's in the Black Hills, which I got bit by. Um, that Is that what that that's was? That's a Black Widow bite. Yep. We're so at. so here's what right happened. on the inside of his thigh. So, right so so here's what happens. I'm uh, so I go down and we got the shooting school and I got those pair of preacher pants that I have 160 days in and I'm like, dude, they're the only ones I have my knee pads in right now. So and I have them down sitting on all my hunting gear in my um, furnace right. room. Preacher pants with it, knee pads. It, yeah, right. It, in my in, in my um in, in my hunting room, which is in my uh, furnace room. It's the big utility room. Okay, let me think. Where where's so downstairs in, okay. the, in the main game room area. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You hang. You, that's where you hang all your stuff. So that's where I keep everything. And so I'm ba- and oh. I, I got it all locked up. So I so go. So you in had there. a black widow in your pants. So so it's glad thing it didn't and didn't bite you six inches higher into the right. <laughs> trouble, right? Serious trouble would have swelled up a biblical proportion. So anyway, so so I'm I I I'm like that morning I get those pants on and I'm getting ready to go. It's like five thirty in the morning. I run down and grab them. I throw them on and uh, um, I don't even think that maybe I should like get rid of bugs and all that stuff because there's not a lot of bugs in there. But I see some bugs, so I get in there 
I feel something in the front of my leg, and I kind of brush it. I'm like, what is that, man? Is there some? There are bugs in my pants? And I'm like, ah, I'm not thinking. Brad and I are in the buggy going to set up to push those cows out on the lease. And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, God, bless America. I just got hit by a wasp. I slapped my leg and didn't think nothing of it. Mm. And, and then I, I told him, I said, damn, I think I just got hit by a wasp. And my leg just started burning and burning and burning. And then all day long, my leg was burning. I took my pants off to take a shower that, that night. There was a squished black widow? Dude, yeah. And a big, uh, uh, there was a black bug in the pant, of the boot, the bootleg of my pants, right? Or actually was it a black boot. widow for sure? Yeah, for sure. Because I, I mean, if you go online and look at what a bat, black widow bite looks like versus a brown recluse, recluse it, it Yeah, that's a bullseye lesion. Yeah, and, and it wasn't, brown it wasn't recluse. a beetle or something like that big. No, it has the bullet hole in the middle of the bite that's already rotted out. It looks like, it looks like, it, it looks like somebody burnt me. So you, well, you I was uncomfortable bit, to look yeah. closely at it because it was where it was located. So I just uh, it looked long, at it from across the room. That was when you guys ran out there the <laughs> other day. No, it's four days ago. It's still swollen. It up was the around. day when I stopped because that cow was out and I hung way back and you drove on through the middle. I was like, boy, he was of no value and no help. He is you not a wrangler. The the, you're trying to get the cow back in. <laughs> Yeah, and then everybody wanted to get out, and I'm like, no, don't get out yet. We're trying to get a cow back in for the rancher. Anyway, so we're digressing significantly right. here, but I did get bit by a black widow. So what I'm doing to get prepared is I'm getting my pants out. I'm getting the bugs out of my pants so I can go hunting and I get bit by a black widow. But anyway, what I was going to say is, so right now I have all my uh, sleeping bags hung up. I have my 7 and my 6 millimeter. I have my 7 out. I haven't shot it yet. I have my 6 millimeter that's tuned in and ready to go. We have a new rifle, the 6 comp that we're mm -hmm. introducing. You guys have been working on that for me. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 6 Sherman. Uh, 7 Sherman. The 7 six, five Sherman. Sherman. Yep, 6.5 yep, six, yeah, six, Sherman. Sherman. So we're working on all the new loads, all the new guns. Um, we're behind the spotting scopes a, a considerable Time. amount right now. Um, we're shooting We're shooting with our students a lot right now. And Brian's cleaning guns. Constantly. But but seriously, we, I see your Leica. The guns Leica. have been long, full, fully stroke clean. I, I see your Leica, um, Leckies, Leckies, Lecky, your trekking poles. They make good shooting sticks. Yeah, they, they make great shooting sticks. We're practicing with new shooting sticks. We're practicing with different things that we've got in. So right now, we literally, um, I don't know, I know I've, I've shot over 200 rounds the last two weeks. Not a question. In, in field positions. Well, that's in because you position. went prairie dog shooting. We didn't do that. Yeah, you didn't do that. Right. You've shot well. You shot a lot more than two hundred rounds in Prairie Dog Towns. So you, you're I sh didn't shoot much. Oh, you didn't. I shot. The reason I said I only shot two hundred rounds <sighs> is because I shot two hundred rounds, and that that that's that's a solid number. Maybe maybe a little bit more, but not because I was shooting Prairie Dogs. But most of the time, I was steering a hunter that couldn't see the Prairie Dogs. You two seem I never to would have guessed yeah. you wouldn't have been able to see a Prairie Dog, ever. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, that's not true. That's you're being facetious. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I, spent, I spent most of my day, I mean, I would shoot four or five prairie dogs, and I'd just set my rifle down, and I'd go back because I felt bad. And then, and then we would just be like, there's one right there. So it's yeah. easy. That's why you sit down and glass them yep. like you do a big game and pick out the ones you want and get down and shoot them. Yep. And then come back and do it again. I cheated. I had shooting tables out there. But anyway, yeah. Shooting so tables get you that elevation. Laying prone, sometimes you don't see them as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we, we that that's what I've been doing. The super serious guys. One of my Brian's been working out a lot. I noticed. One of my friends in Oregon. Um, it doesn't doesn't show, but I am working out. Um, they, they built a great big, really great big uh, pull behind a truck, like fifth wheel uh, trailer, and they actually have jacks on it that comes down and stabilizes it. And with shooting benches on both sides, 
and they pull it out in a ground squirrel um, area, so they don't have many prairie dogs in Oregon, basically just big ground squirrels, and they shoot that thing super stable. You can get like three or four shooters on each side, cleaning stations, everything. Really? Then you go inside of it, right? So, so what do you have, do they have ground the squirrel it's, it's, it's called like, the Columbia ground squirrel. Oh, is it like just like a prairie dog? It's like prairie dogs, but like about one-third the size. Oh. And they get, I don't know how many pallets of ammo 22, from 250. That's 22250 shooting stuff. But So that's a really cool idea. Because then they get above, so in the alfalfa fields, they can shoot down. Huh? They're shooting from like 10, 12 feet up. It's oh. like an elevated platform. Cool. Yeah. So I just told them what I was doing to get ready. Oh, you know what else I'm doing to get ready? Um, I, I pulled my Kenetrex out, and I have both you, pair. Did you them? Yep. I, I've got them all. I've got uh, um, uh, the Kenetrex oil all over them. Did you put red laces, laces in out. Them? I, I do have aftermarket laces in them. So, um, and both, bo all, all three pair, my non-insulated, my 400s, and my 1000s. They're all set, ready to go. Well, be a few months before we need the 1000s. Yeah, probably, but, but here's the reality. You know how this goes. If you don't get them ready now, you're not going to get them ready between, because we'll be hunting in two weeks, three weeks. We'll, we'll be up uh, hunting uh, um, antelope. Well, it's uh, a good time you can do, put in your Bluetooth, your Bose uh, Bluetooth, and, and, and uh, clean your boots. Yeah, it's just, I'm just getting everything set up. So, um, I am looking for a new pack, so... Um, I got to get one of them because I don't I, know I've been uh, doing my hikes with that new stone glacier. I'm trying. I'm going to use that this year. That it seems to be very well, comfortable. Really easy to adjust because I uh, <laughs> I adjusted um, Javier's uh, QU here, and those have a tons of pockets on them. They're a fairly nice pack, but man, there's a lot. If you're not kind of pack savvy and you haven't read the directions, a lot of guys will have a hard time adjusting some of these packs with all the little goodies on them. Does uh, this one? I've yet to actually find a hunter that had these packs that actually had everything right on them. Every hunter I've ever dealt with has either had the hip belt in the wrong place, the uh, chest strap too high or too low, uh, the, uh, the the back either in the wrong position, something. So something these are strapped on in the wrong place. That's a good point, though, what you were talking about, Brian, because this is kind of a hunt. We call it a high mountain hunting school. Um, and we even have the guys bring their uh, packs in, and, uh, y you know, they get fitted for them. So... That's pretty cool. People really like that, and they go through the. Well, this the, is the time of year to do it. Right? <clears throat> the gear list. The gear list is, is pretty popular. I mean, thank God for YouTube videos because I don't even know how people used to change light bulbs. No, but, you know, I mean, all jokes aside, the packs are a real issue, and you can right. actually learn how to use them pretty well on YouTube videos. Because if, in my advice, if you have a new pack, you have a new thing. If you don't know how to use it, which is probably most likely true, um, that either that pack company or somebody will put one on YouTube, and you can see how to properly adjust mm -hmm. a pack. Yeah, they need it's to go to our YouTube. Issue. Go to Rolling Bones YouTube. Just go to Rolling Bones Outfitters. Um, Rolling Bones, actually, Rolling Bones, uh, and look us up and uh, um, check out our YouTubes because we you do a great video on that. You're gonna do you do a great. I, I shouldn't say that you do a great uh, um, tutorial on that with all these people that come in, and we'll have that video up for everybody to view. So um, that. Uh, uh, that is it's important. simple, but it's not simple. It is. It's it's, it's kind of like, like saddling a good horse, right? If you don't put the right pads on, the right thing, and the right, you're gonna have a sword withers. You're gonna have, you know, it's wrong. It's not gonna work well. I've, I've came home from sheep hunts where I've been black and blue from my rib cage to my hip, um, because I, you fell down the mountain. No, because the damn thing was pinching me, and I literally had saddle marks just rubbing. That's not me. good. And and I was too pig-headed to go. I should change something here. Uh, and to be frank with you, it wasn't that I was too pig-headed. I didn't know how to change it till now. 
So probably the so wrong. So don't pack do too. what I've done. If you're listening to this today, don't do what I've done. Go to go to YouTube and check it out. Call in here. Well, you're hard to fit a pack too, Brian. Yeah, too. your body's just kind of goofy. Yeah, some of these pack companies don't <coughs> make a pack. Uh, they make wow. day packs that'll fit. Wow, <laughs> my body's goofy. Yeah, I'm six foot four and full of muscle, and you're five foot eight and not <laughs> five foot eight. <laughs> uh, I'm like a physical defensive end, and Brad's kind of like um, a short uh, sumo wrestler and you're like a large sumo wrestler so that's the story perfect yeah. it, it busting on my butt so anyway could could uh, a, so, yeah. so that's what we're doing um, boots is a big important part of it no, right now they're too. all important if you're not wearing boots uh, you know what I love that this weekend these guys that we have uh, going on these hunts all had their boots on that they're going to be hunting yep in, and yep. they've been wearing them yep. so important such a, such a miss. It's July. People. Like, are this going, is not a good place for Crocs. Too many cactus out no. there. No, and and you want to you want to wear your boots anyway. You yeah, we only had one ter- pair of tennis shoes. I think this at this weekend's. So if you school. had to tell somebody one thing they should be doing right now to get ready for their September or October hunt in Wyoming, what would it be? Uh, well, obviously, getting in shape always is an important facet of getting ready. Um, nobody's ever in too good a shape to do it. From this, from these last few weekends of shooting schools. One of my pieces of advice to the guys was target acquisition, because this is a goofy one. I mean, this is like a real hunting scenario. This would be like, uh, you know, the three gun matches where you, you they they drew a fan in the you know they painted a fan between two stakes and said you have seven targets. They're out there. They range from 200 yards to 1,240 yards. Find them. You have two minutes. Take your shots. Target acquisition. Being able to sit yep, down behind their gun. Get behind their gun. Find the t- first of all, find the targets. Finding the targets was hard for for a lot of people. Being able to find the targets, being able to find them in their scope, being able to range find them, <laughs> and being say, able to dial their dope. The funniest crap in the world is when they find them, and then I'd go, "Well, how far is it?" And they'd go, "Shit! Ah! Oh, now I got to range find it." And then they'd range find it, and they go, "No, I can't find it." <laughs> yeah. So you know, just target acquisition was one of it's one of the biggest things. And uh, you guys are good because I always get a little, a little crazy. I was may, I, I, maybe I make it a little too hard, but uh, you guys are good at I, I bringing it back to home. I ended up treating a lot of the students like clients, and I just dial their scope, put the gun on the right rest, and show them on the spotting scope. And then maybe I micromanage a little bit too much, but I'm only so patient. Well, th- that's the problem. And here's here's why they need to come out and do shooting schools and, and get ready in July is because what you guys are saying is exactly right, but most guides can't do that. Most guides don't know how to dial the scope. They don't know how to make sure the level's right. And and not all guides don't. Some guides do. But um, you know what we should do? We should do shooting schools you, for you, guides. You know what? Honestly, well, yeah. honestly, a lot of guides have a hard time behind the gun. I mean, it was really difficult and painful to watch a guy trying to find a target in a four-minute thing, in a four-minute time period. <laughs> Well, and, and, and when you, you start putting a stop clock on people and you start doing that, it, it, it applies a field application. To Which we did not moving. do this year no. that we have previously done. We as will, we've do, done, we will I, do that this weekend. I've already thought about it. I, I did, too. Here you go. Because, and you know what else we did is we did the, the 300, 400, 500 off sticks downhill, shooting downhill. And yep. uh, What's your that, that was pretty valuable. There's just so much stuff to go over. right there. I know there's so much stuff to go over. But so what else would they be getting ready for? Well, I think getting their gear. I've been going through my gear again, and, you know, Thank some you. stuff I need to – I always got to cut out. I don't have a lot of stuff that I need to pare down anymore. I have a little bit. I, I was going to bring my – I usually carry a second range finder, you know, just a SIG, uh, the 2400 in my pouch. I was going to cut that down after um, BC, but BC is getting cut down on me, it sounds like. So 
that'll probably come out of my pack. That's about the only thing that's coming out of my pack. I don't think any of us really had to buy much of anything. No, no, I didn't have to buy anything. Um, I had a few things I gave away on my Asia trips that I have to, but mostly I ha have backups for most of that. I bought a new uh, pad that I'm going to try. That Sea to Summit pad, I haven't. The made, red one? The red one, because I like the d idea of the dual baffles. But I do like my X-Peds a lot. You're going to love that Sea to Summit. You'll never see. So, so that, that X-Ped is not, uh, um, they're good, but that Sea to Summit, I, I, we, I wouldn't go anywhere without Sea to Summit. A little bit more money, perfect, though. You want a good night's sleep? About 200 bucks. What's that? They're about $200 or more. Yeah, I think Somewhere of even 250 if you get the big one. I get the standard ones. I get the big one. You get the standard one, Brian? Yeah, that way... My belly's on one side of the pad, my <laughs> ass is on the other, but I don't really get cold, so it doesn't matter. See, I get the big one because I don't like to, if my arms, especially, well, one of the reasons was my shoulder was so sore. I went and got a steroid shot in my shoulder, and it's a million times better. I've been loosening it up, but. Do you uh, know what else I would say? Don't worry about losing weight at this point. Worry about getting your legs stronger. Yeah. Oxygen and legs stronger. Pe people are always like, I got to lose 20 more pounds. Mm, how about this? How about get your legs in the best shape you can? Just don't take any food on your hunt other than two granola bars and a piece of jerky a day, and I'll guarantee you'll lose weight. Yeah, exactly. You'll lose weight in the hunt. But but the reality is 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 I would be getting my legs in shape, which I haven't done get the in best shape. job of. Get your gear ready. Get Get behind the gun. You, so, uh, like Brian's, in a, Brian's the perfect analogy of he goes. You got you guide an outfit in the hardest country. I mean, you have long shots. It's wide open, and the, plus, I mean, geez, you have a hundred Rams, Marco Polo Rams, in a group. Sometimes plus, a lot. Plus, you gotta you gotta you gotta pick out the right ram. You gotta range it. You gotta shoot it. You got guys. I mean, you're you're in really tough conditions where you have some of your clients at. So, but you also have a lot of repeat clients that are are pretty good shooters yeah, too. Yeah, a lot of the guys are fairly good, but it, when you combine buck fever with an unknown animal and a guy who doesn't shoot enough, it's you're even the really good shooter is going to struggle at times. So, what are you doing in the gym? Because you have been working out. You've been slipping out once, maybe twice a day. I've noticed. Uh, um, well, not really. If, if I get three days a weekend, it's pretty good. There's a good. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Just looks this like last it. week, it seemed like more. No, it's still, I mean, that's when you went from zero to three times a week, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, I guess. Yeah. You, you're standing back here in shorts more than three times a week. Do you just not get to the gym? because No, the you just miss counting because it just. Oh, because I just yeah. don't, I'm not paying attention. Yeah. Okay. So you're at the gym three times a week. What are you doing? I'm doing overall body workouts with a, I, the, when I signed up for the membership, it came with one. One time, and they had a little special because of COVID that you buy three or four sessions, and they give you one or two. And so I sign up. They have a couple of trainers in there, and, and we do a little bit of everything, stuff to work on my flexibility, but lots of dumbbell and kettleballs. And I'd stay away do, from that the, flexibility the roach, crap. The rogue shake. It all goes downhill when they try to stretch, man. <laughs> no, it wasn't stretching. It's helping, a range of motion. Is it helping? Oh, huge. I mean, I put on two pounds of lean muscle in two weeks, but... <laughs> and, and lost a little bit. But when, you're, when your body fat's considerably over 30%, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not exactly ideal, is it? <laughs> my, my, I actually weighed my, my, my weight with my favorite number plus 200, and that's not really a good thing either. <laughs> my favorite number is not 11. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one will stay. That might have made the PG 13 cut. <laughs> 
Uh, I just think at one time you, you were the foremost backpack hunting authority, physically well, equipped guy. In I was the I was not in the worst ten percent. Maybe right now I'm in the worst ten percent, but I still got <laughs> the mental top ten, so yeah. I'm okay. So what do you, so you're gonna you're gonna be humping the mountains and just tearing it up. You're going to lose some weight up there. I don't know if I'll be tearing it up. I'll be huffing and puffing <laughs> and sweating, and I'll be using a lot of that skin slick. But you'll be in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. 269 pounds, all of you. <laughs> yeah, Pure that's muscle. Before, that's before clothes and binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? You got you're you're readjusted. You'll be back in your game by next year. Just dialed. COVID has not been good for any of us. Way too many Doritos. <sighs> right. And, uh, um, I put on twenty pounds. You and I were on quarantine together for fourteen days. Brad couldn't even come out and play. His wife had him I mean, nailed I'll down at home. I'll be showing up at camp, and I think I'm going to be the cook, <laughs> not the guide. <laughs> the cook. <laughs> the cook. Is that the cook? No, that's Brian Martin. Or the beer distributor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> I couldn't even work at the butcher shop because my belly would be in the way. <laughs> I was hoping to get you down there. So, no, my anyway. gosh. So, shooting, uh, shooting and uh, working out and getting your gear ready. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's honestly, you should be starting to buy your stuff now or earlier because if you wait until September, a lot of the stuff is out. I know several times a lot of these companies only get one or two orders a year from overseas. And so if you're in a, the most popular size, like a men's large or a women's medium, and you get the most popular, they'll be out of stock. You have, end up getting a different size. I, I would, too. The other thing I'd do is I'd make sure I get the bullets. I would go buy all the bullets you're going to shoot during the season now. Sight, make sure your gun's sighted in with that whole lot of bullets and have three or four boxes. I don't know how much hunting you're doing this year, but I, I would seriously have at least two to three boxes ready to go and and uh, totally set up. Well, I, mean, I usually try to buy them in bulks of a 1,000 so it lasts at least the barrel life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. That, that's one way to do it. The other thing I would be doing if I was you right now is if you're going on a western hunt and you're from back east, I would be getting organized with my coolers and I would be getting with my butcher and I would schedule. That's right. I, I would all these butcher shops are all packed. Yeah, butcher shops. There's all are these packed. hogs that can't even get butcher, let they alone your deer. They can't get. They're going to have to sell. They're going to be quarantined and be cutting their own mm. deer. Those how-to videos on deer cutting, deer so cutting what, 101. What they make right now on a beef processing is more than they're going to make on venison processing. So I would be getting scheduled in. Now they're going to do it because uh -huh. because they're and a because lot this ain't going to last shot. forever. This ain't going to last forever. So they're not going to turn away uh, the outdoorsmen. They just won't because you've been their bread and butter for so long. You know what I'm saying? But and it's not a bad idea. But it's, no, it's a great like, idea to get like on here the in list. town. They're they're. The, Butcher shop here in town. I didn't even think about they're that. They're booked out to the yeah. 14th, and and they're getting the butcher shop here in town's getting calls every day right now. Can I get on your list? And instead of telling them no, we don't have a list, or they don't have a list, what they started doing is this: is what they were telling I me. I never heard of this before th ever. Th they're just they're just saying you're on the list, you're on the list, you're on the list, because they have no idea what's going to happen, you know. And uh, um, so they're just getting prepared to do it, well, and making sure people are pre-set up. So that's what I would do because especially in the Midwest right now, you know, you, you bring back an elk and think you're going to roll in after having it in a cooler for three days coming back or uh, an antelope or something and you fly into the butcher shop and the butcher shop goes, ah, oh, yeah, well, I got 700 hogs and uh, we're booked out till chunk it out, put it in your freezer and see me next June is what you might hear, you know. So just be prepared. I'd be calling your butcher shop. It definitely, but definitely buy ammo because between, between COVID-19 and Floyd 20 and Black Lives Matter, 
We've had a lot of, uh, there have been a better gun sales in Obama. Well, we've had better times in America for all of us. And uh, we've had uh, more availability of bullets in America for all of us. You go to the store right now, you can't find anything. You can buy the, ex the expensive stuff, I think, yes. But the basic stuff, no. Well, I haven't been in, like, Shields or Cabela's. I I'll basically don't go to Cabela's anymore since they've changed. But I went to Shields last Friday or whatever after I dropped Bailey off. I had to pick something up. And I couldn't believe there was nothing in the ammo department. Really? No, oh. no, no, no. I, no, I think I, I needed a set of rings or something on the hop. Well, we just ordered today four cases of seven. We ordered four more cases of six. Um, we ordered two more cases of six, five. So we're getting it. So we're getting it from our, our distributor because we need it for shooting schools. And we know the six, five PRC, the sevens, um, uh, seven mag, 162 ELDX. Um, the Horn Hornady, uh, all, all the Hornady stuff. The 108. Yeah, 108. The one oh, I ordered a case of uh, two cases of 103s today. That was the other stuff. The LDX for the. Well, you try, You want to? Or was it 103, 105, 105? 103. You 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 wanted to try the 103s. I mean, we've been shooting the 108s no, 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 no. for. No, Years. I'm not worried about it. But some of our clients. Oh, they wanted want the. Oh, yeah, those guys yeah, yeah, that wanted yeah. the 103s. Yeah, they wanted the 103s. They wanted the X's. No, yeah. Because they they want a more solid bullet, right? Right, right. And so we ordered a couple cases of that. And they had just came in. They oh. said they said to us, they said to Lindley today, um, wow, we just get. got all this ammo. Production's been off. Yeah, it's been off. Yeah. So, yeah. I, be, I, just, I mean, I, I just saw an article that they said the hog industry is $5 billion. They're going to figure short this year. Yeah. And losses. That's well, crazy. the good news about a hog is, though, not to change the subject, but um, they have eight to ten that they can uh, right. they can recoup, they can recoup pretty fast. Right. Um, you know, uh, they'll they'll redo it. But I know CCI, Federal, all these companies, uh, Hornady, everybody's been backlogged. Well, to get a barrel components. to get a barrel to get components has been crazy. So yeah. so yeah, I'd be getting all that. But here's here's the good news for us is that uh, um, you know. Uh, we have access, so our members have access. All you got to do is call us, 1-800. No, we don't have a 1-800. We do have a 1-800 number, I don't know it. We have a 1-900. During COVID, we started doing 1-900 because we were down on sales, so we had to make up for <laughs> somehow. 605-644-8000. 605-644-8000. Call us. Get a hold of us. You don't even need an 800 number anymore in I don't America. think so. I mean, no. everybody calls I mean, on their cell phone anyway. People for texting and then, then calling. Yeah, it, you know, but the funny thing is is that we answer the phone, so our phone rings off the hook mm -hmm. in here all day long. And uh, I will tell you this. The other thing is, is if you're thinking about getting uh, doing a hunt this year or next, I would give us a call because things are starting to book up. Super it broke booked. loose, and well, now people are going next year and next year and next year. Let especially me get like in. Canada in these mm. places. Canada is going to be a wreck because you're not going to be able to get into Canada next year to hunt because everything is going to get bumped, aren't you? Yeah, well, I don't know, but, but we're You'll seeing You'll still get it. black bear hunts. Black bear. Well, yeah. Well, and my thing is this. And mo meat moose. Yeah, meat moose and black bear hunts. But yeah. but my thing is this. Um, if you're going to die from COVID in the next 10 years, like CNN tells us we're going to, we should all book our dream hunts anyway. So call Rolling Bones Outdoors and let us help you out before you get COVID. And, uh, um, don't China. From China. A China disease. Is that racist? No. Why? I'm from China. China. <laughs> Racist is a term that's slightly overused these days. Oh my gosh, terrible. So anyway, well, hey, um, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Hopefully this helps. We, we had fun doing it. Uh, remember to subscribe. Hey, share it with some friends too. Tell them if you like this. We sure do enjoy bringing them. Uh, if I was you, I would go back and check out some of our gear ones right now. 
We did one on backpacks and rain flies, optics, scopes, and tripods, range finders and sat phones, knives, trekking boats. Um, these are all really good ones that will help you be prepared for a more successful hunt. Our job here is to bring uh, a high quality uh, content to you, makes you better, has more success. Brian, appreciate uh, this. Brad, great job. You guys are animals. I'm watching you work out. You guys are looking like you're in really good shape. If pairs of shape, you guys are hitting it out of the park. So, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, brother.